2: Okay, here we go. We're back again. (laughs) Welcome back to the John Bernard Waffle Hour on Waffle Wednesdays. J-Dog, what's the story? How are you? How's it
0: going, guys? How's it going, Bert? All good.
2: How are you over the last week, all
0: All good. Yeah, good weekend. Good, quiet weekend. No bothering at all.
2: Uh, Now, we're we're going to bring in a a random voice now, that uh, uh, our, our special guest this week. Okay. So, uh, Leanne, Le- Le- you're allowed to talk whenever you want. You can, Hello. Just, cut- you can just cut across us. It's okay.
1: <laughs> Hello. How are you? Hi, John. Hey, how's it
2: going? How's
1: things? Good, Lovely good. Check. How's,
2: how's life over west?
1: Podcast? Down south, you mean?
2: Down south, yeah. <laughs> Shout, yes. it's, it's, it's Cork, west. yeah.
1: <laughs> well, we're battling down here. What is a Storm Barra tomorrow?
0: Hang on now. Uh, on that subject, I think it's a government conspiracy, the storm. I just think just it doesn't exist. Like what is it about is closing the schools? What? How is closing the school going to help with a storm? You're just raging
1: because the kids I mean, have been home for other things, the cold yeah, and everything. Yeah, else, and now you have to you have it yeah, no, tomorrow. Yeah, no, it's
0: fake. I'm gonna I'm bringing <laughs> the kids for hiking in the morning and carry no matter what government <laughs> say.
2: How are you? How are you going to get vaccinated against a storm? I know. I'll tell you, I I don't, don't understand. Another,
0: yeah. yeah, I'm guaranteed there's gonna be another storm now in a couple of weeks. Uh, call it a different name. It'll be ridiculous.
2: Yeah, well, it'll so be, on, it'll be on to see then. Yeah. um you were saying leanne uh, about what you think of our first five
1: i thought i think you're doing very well like really well um i was kind of just making the comment that bertie you are probably the the louder of the two um, <laughs> yeah, in you, terms you the of the, like on the audio on the old bluetooth in the car yeah. but um no very very good um some of the stuff you were talking about it with the fucking Renault 19. Sorry, I'm cursing podcast. Yeah, yeah. But um, the Renault 19. Oh my PG-18. god. that car. Oh, Jesus, it's um, it's been around the back, but no, it's absolutely brilliant. Fair play. I think it's a good thing you're doing, and yeah, it's brilliant.
2: Uh, hopefully keeps me, um, it keeps. Sorry, Yeah, um, uh, Yes, that It keeps that, me. Nope. 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 Pull it It keeps. <laughs> the, uh, 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 it keeps uh, the, the
0: point is, like, it keeps myself and Bertie kind of. Talking and,
1: and keeping us going weekly,
2: you know, yeah, keeps us, especially with keeps us and entertained. Able to meet
1: up and all. It's yeah, brilliant. exactly, yeah. 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 This yeah. Is the, this Reminds the... me of cups
2: of tea back in the beach house, lads. Oh, That hasn't the come beach up on the podcast yet.
1: <laughs> Maybe that's a good
2: thing. That'll, that'll be a good one. <laughs> um, we are doing this over uh, Zoom this week, so hopefully the audio is going to be all right, so we're not on our fancy usual mics. And we're not actually <laughs> together. This is the first one that me and Johnny, well, Johnny missed episode, uh, episode two, was it? Episode three.
0: Uh, episode three, I think it was. Yeah. E-
2: episode three, and uh, so this will be the first one that we've done that we're not actually in the same room. So we'll see how it I goes. Mean Covid <laughs> safe. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was the reason. <laughs> yes. We said we'd give it a try just to see in case uh, we actually can't meet. up to do them at least we can keep them going. So if this works well on this episode, uh, maybe we get some feedback on whether it was alright or not, and we'll see how we get on.
1: Yeah, well, I presume yeah. other like you know other podcasts do that. They probably
2: maybe. have fa- they probably have fancier equipment though.
0: Yeah. Desks but, and a producer behind
2: them. Yeah, exactly. But uh before we get kicked off, if uh anybody wants to, you know, touch base, get in contact, the email as always is jbwafflehour at gmail.com. And you can find us on Instagram at the JB Waffle Hour Podcast. So if anybody wants to follow us there. We're up to the lofty heights of mid teens on followers. So that's uh interesting. Ooh, nice. So uh so this week we said we'll talk about jobs, jobs, jobs. Jobs we had, jobs we we do have uh currently and uh how we found all that and we might give some inspiration to some younger people to go out and start working. <laughs>
0: yeah, and not being a PUP. Or do uh, the
2: lotto. Oh, do the lotto. <laughs> yeah, don't <laughs> depend on the lotto. Or back in don't horses. Don't gamble, kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, first of all, because uh, Leanne is new, we'll let you go first, will we? Any uh-huh. interesting oh, jobs? Yeah, there you go. You can take over for the next um, couple of minutes.
1: Well, I suppose I'm working all my life since I was a teenager and um through the pub I suppose years ago I would have started in the pub and um, I think I poured my first pint of Guinness when I was 13 so it was that uh, early brought into the workplace
2: yeah but so, you didn't um, yeah. y- you weren't drinking that one though
1: <laughs> no I wasn't no I wasn't I was um sure Bertie I'm like you sure barely took a drop well mind you in the last couple of years I might as well be a pioneer but um, I did all my drinking when I was in my 20s and then I've I've gotten sensitive okay. but no um worked in the pub and then When I was in, God, fifth year leaving cert, I, my mother said to me, you can't stay working in the pub forever. Now you need to get a proper job. And it was either, yeah. And it was either get, become a guard because you're tall or do nursing because it's a job for life.
2: And did you ever think about doing the guards? No. No. No, never.
1: (laughs) I actually, do you know something? In school, the only, I was a messer and the only subject I liked was English. So I probably would have, if I would have applied myself a little bit more. I should have probably went in. I would have liked to have gone into like journalism or something, but
2: yeah. mm.
1: in saying that, like I was a bit of a fool in school. So, um, I went up then when I was 16 or 17 and I got a job in St. Joseph's in Trim. And honestly, it was probably one of my favorite jobs ever. I loved working up there. That
0: would have been tough. The, oh, that's what the you're looking people after. In the town.
1: Uh, yeah. Oof. So I went yeah, up you, there and I got a job in there and, um, Oh God, me and a couple of the girls, girls, we all became really good friends and oh, it was just lovely. And the residents were lovely up there. And that is that is the, that is the ultimate test. Can, though, can?
0: Like working in an old folks' home or that kind of environment is the ultimate test when you're young to go whether you love that or not love it. Like if you look literally, literally really if you love that, thing. that's
1: it. I think it's a really good thing though to make you a nice person. To right. go up okay. and spend a bit of yeah. time. Like I tell you, some of the stories that I would have heard up there of people that like were in their nineties. The amazing stories that they could tell you about the mm. lives that they they led yeah. and where they ended up and all that. So I absolutely loved it. Um,
2: but and the I thing, but the I, thing I, about working in there, do you think that that is much? Uh, um, because you had no qualifications, was it like? Did, is that why you enjoyed it more? Because it was no like responsibility. Um,
1: well, I suppose I was very young. Like, what was I seventeen, if even? And like, I didn't take it too seriously. I was going up there to get a few pounds at the weekend to go out, and but I just, I suppose. I'm a people person, so I loved all the people. I loved a bit of crack and, you know, um, I remember that they used to ring. I was on a, like a relief line. So like, because I was I went to college then. and So they'd ring you and they'd say, oh, "Will you come in and do a long day Saturday. And, you know, other jobs would be like, oh, Jesus, I don't want to go to work today. But like, I never used to mind going up there because you'd always come home with some lovely stories or having a bit of crack. And um, a couple of the girls, I'm still good friends with a couple of the girls that worked up there, even though I'm long gone. Um, but it was probably one of my happiest jobs. And I stayed there then until I finished college. And uh, will I keep going or will I? Oh, no, keep to going. to yeah. Yeah. give we'll it the going.
2: Light? This is like light. years more. It's this this great.
1: It's great. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so did my nursing then up in Dundalk.
2: We'll uh, start um, bringing in like your, your old lecturers and your old uh, employees. Oh, God. <laughs> well, I tell you, if
1: you met some of my old lecturers up in Dundalk, I'd say they'd be saying to themselves, how was your one still a nurse? Because I was a messer. <laughs> like I just you know I didn't take life very seriously and in hindsight like it's probably a good thing because I think when you get older like you touched on this one of the last episodes that you know you kind of hit your 30s and you're like oh god like I'm an adult now and I have responsibilities yeah. there's mortgages and loans and so I really enjoyed Dundalk I was out of college more than I was in it I was on the beer the whole time and mystery tours and rag weeks and we'd a ball. Um and and many yeah, night I would have had to ring Bertie to come and save me from some drama I got myself into. But um but yeah, went to Dundalk and I did my uh, ordinary degree in intellectual disability nursing. And I suppose that wouldn't have been a job I wanted. So when I was working in St. Joseph's I decided, sure look, I'll do nursing because I didn't really question it because I just thought, Well, I like people, so it's it's a nice job, I'll go
2: do that. And um, I'd why, I'd I'd why, oh, I can get points. Yeah, I was just gonna say uh, Yeah, go I think get points for general.
1: So academically I would have I wouldn't have been very good in school. Like I didn't I remember do you know, I remember them saying to me like, Oh, go do your geography there. And i would be like, Why do you need to learn about a river if you want to become a nurse leader? Just it never I never had any interest in it. And it was only when I went yeah. to do my nursing degree, that I was like, oh, I don't mind studying this because I like it and I like yeah. what I'm learning. I'm interested in what I'm learning. You know what I mean? Um, so I did my degree in disability nursing and I, I'd be honest, I didn't love the disability side of things. I found it a tough job. Um, I hold my hat off to people that are still working in it because every day was just a challenge and
2: and was that like a means, a means to an end for you because that was your like, gateway Well, life. it was
1: kind of like, I remember mom because my mother's a nurse as well, as you know, and I remember mom telling me that like, even if you absolutely hate it, stick it out, get the qualification and it's a ticket anywhere around the world. So at the time, that's all I was thinking about. Like, look, I'll do it and it might lead into something else. Yeah. Um, and then interestingly, when I finished the four years, all of my friends would have said she'll never work in it. But I got a lovely job in me disability services and I worked there for a little while agency and I, once I qualified I really loved it um, but sure then we were in a recession and the crash came and nobody had any money and I was himming and hawing about going traveling and um,
2: oh, even yeah. though I would have said remember <laughs> you, that you went back and forth a few times over that <laughs> back
1: and forth for a little while <laughs> I went the long way around but um, I actually hes mentioned Gareth Kogan about the matchbox Yeah, yeah, and I remember Casey, and she won't mind me saying this, brought me to see Gareth, and when he was over Lynch's. And I, I wouldn't have known Gareth at all. And I remember going and thinking, oh, my God, I don't believe just, in any of
2: this. Yeah, just, just, just say what he was doing rather than just go oh, so he, It was like glad. a
1: medium. It was like um, a fortune. I don't yeah. want to say fortune teller if that's the wrong word. But sorry, Gareth, that's the wrong thing. But um, I went in anyway and I was like, sure, this is like such a waste of an evening, but sure, it's a bit of crack. And right. he said to me, um, oh, I can see you traveling. And like at the time, I was like, I travel as far as Navin. Like I love Trim. Like I'd never leave, you know. <laughs> Um, and then within six months, I had booked my tickets to Australia. Mad. So it's just funny the way things work out, you
2: know. Now so, um, uh, we, we we might pause you there just before you go to Australia. Yeah. So we've we, we've got that far, uh, but let me and Johnny maybe catch up with you. Do do. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, so we yeah. meet at the same timeline. I get it. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Oh, that's good. That's yeah. Good. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so where you when you left school, Johnny? You went to be a carpenter. No. Yes. Well, I uh, wanted this... to be a carpenter. What?
0: there's a few things in between that like when i left school well what was I, your first job to, my first ever job was a welder i was a welder um working for a lad just welding just a part-time the weekends and then went full-time with him then and then just things got quiet so i, I moved on to being a furniture delivery man down in tullamore with crinions oh i didn't so
2: know then, you know that. went down to tullamore
0: every morning actually with, with anthony Nice chap, great. Learned me trade of furniture then there, and uh, worked there for a, co- a good while. And then this absolutely, it was just a yeah, it was um, summer holidays basically, summer job, summer job. And uh, so I was doing the summer holidays work, and then basically, when school came back around, He was like, um, "Well, do you want that? You can't can't keep you on, blah blah. blah. You have to go back to school." Blah, blah. And I was like, oh, "Okay, grand." So I'm back to school because I didn't want to be a furniture delivery man for the rest of my life. But um, nothing wrong with it. But. Uh,
2: well, things then like that school, uh, are, I mean, are once if you, if, if, obviously, if you own the company. But uh, just yeah, ju- sitting in, in the van delivering isn't maybe the best, is it? But
0: you see, when when I was in school and coming up like the year before the leaving CERT and then into the leaving CERT, there was a huge boom in the building. So mm. it was that it was around the time where you're hearing of carpenters and electricians getting like two grand a week and all this kind well, of stuff. Well, they were on so serious
1: money. They'd come in yeah. to cash their yeah. checks and the pub and they'd be yeah. looking for two grand cash out of the till. It was yeah. crazy. Like.
0: And, and, that's, and, and I was looking at that going, I'm mm. going to be a carpenter. I, want and I, was looking, I was looking at the, um, you don't have to go to college. Well, you have to go to college after you signed up with someone. So you didn't need any points for leaving search. So I literally went, I'm not going to study for leaving search. I don't need this. I'm going to be a carpenter. Mm. So... God, I, I I scraped through the leave and search. I'm not a care in the world that I have because I knew I was going to be a carpenter. So basically got a carpentry job straight after the school. And uh, was that, yeah, I was a carpenter then for a good few years. Um, loved it. Got worked way up. Went to started going to the college uh, through FOSS and everything like that. And then that was around 2010. And do you remember what happened in 2010? Big crash happened. Boom, boom. Oh, were you out. working, oh, Johnny? Gone. You were
1: working up in Leeson Street, weren't you? Remember that you met me. Remember, I met you. Day.
0: I met you for lunch one of the days. I was, working, I was um, working. in Oscar Wilde's old house. Leanne. Oh. Um, oh, we were re-
2: I think we better just uh, specify why Leanne. Oh, Leeson was. Street. Yes, yeah, sorry. I, no, nothing,
1: <laughs> nothing, nothing
2: she, she, it this,
0: it was, well, I met her at like Street. two a.m. in the morning on Leeson Street. She, <laughs> she said she was just <laughs> walking through, total
1: chance It was. I was got lost. Yeah. Yeah, I should have specified that. I watched myself. <laughs> I'm
0: looking for an <laughs> uh, But uh, yeah, that, so I was working on Oscar Wilde's old house that had been renovated into an old office complex, but they had to keep the house the same part of the ban permission. But basically, yeah, once the once the Celtic Tiger hit, because I was on big money back then. I was on my fourth year, I think. And uh, basically, you know, the boss man says, look, can't afford you more." John. I was like, oh, well, I'll, I'll take a dip in wages. No, no, just going back to basics, just going to be myself and the other that. I was like, okay, grand. So I got to let go. And then I had no <clears> work <throat> for a while. I started working in the Station or Hotel bar work for a while and then couldn't get any more jobs until uh, my sister's boyfriend at the time was the owner of Soup Value and Trend there. Mm-hmm. And, and he said, Should come work for me for a while if you get sorted. I was like, oh, thanks a lot. So I went pack in packing shelves with him and all that kind of stuff. And then 10 years later, I was still there. And then I was thinking, after 10 years, is this what I want to do? Like I'm, I've got to make a decision now, like because mm. uh, retail, like manager, like in a soup value, that's it. You're married to the job. Mm. Um, yeah, 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 your your job nearly comes first, and then everything else comes second. Like for you, Leanne, Bertie, you probably could know. Like the, those ten years when I was working soup value, I couldn't really do go I, out. I couldn't. It was no. uh, wasn't, it was purely <coughs> my own choice because I was dedicated it to the job. It wasn't like the boss was saying. Don't go out tonight. Was, I was literally just no, no. I'm getting up at half four in the morning. I want to get in fresh, you know. Because,
2: so uh, you, your that job was a, well, a kind of demanding and very um, random hours. You know, like Leanne yeah. with you and the nursing. You know, you know you're on like for four days, and although the long days, you know, when you're off, but like when you were in Super Valley, you could be off, and then suddenly you're not off, and you have to do bits of yes. after work and stuff like that. Like it's it's tough. Like
0: yeah, you could never switch off in in a Super Valley. Even on your days off, you can are thinking at home, well, what did I do? We order right or? I'd better tip in there and fix something or you know so I had to make a decision of once the family started coming along because I was missing birthdays I was missing all this kind of stuff twenty firsts and all that and I was like look I'm not going to miss some family events so I've, I've got to make a decision now and to be honest it took me about three years to make that decision I'd nearly decided I was going to leave about three years into it or three years beforehand really but uh, yeah, yeah, because uh, I just was waiting for the right time, whether I did like it or not, whether I wanted to do this for the rest of my life. But um, yeah, ended up leaving then, um, which is the best decision I've ever made. To be honest, but no offense yeah, to yeah. the shop, like the day I, t- I learned everything from that shop, like from mm. from how to work, work ethic, and all that kind of stuff. So
1: mm.
0: it's got me to where I am today. You know, so it's, yeah. I'm very thankful for that.
2: And you were in the, your fourth year, but you didn't, you didn't get to finish out, did you know. Didn't
0: get to finish because that was, I, I was going to go back into it, but I couldn't get a job. No, like I was getting jobs, but nobody would carry on my, I had to, basically I had to be employed to carry on my fasting. Yeah. Okay. Um, and that, the next boss of that carpentry company had to take on my apprenticeship and then put me through the rest of college. And nobody was willing to do that. They just wanted guys to work a week here and a week there,
2: Yeah.
0: which I was doing. I was like working for a lad for a week. He'd say, I have nothing next week. Then I'd work with another lad for a week. I've nothing next week, you know. So it was a rough time for anybody. that was carpenter. That's why be got over back then.
2: Mm. You know, you, you're just unfortunate that your fourth year hit the year that everything went belly up. Yeah.
0: Like <clears throat> basically, that's exactly what happened. Yeah, yeah. What's your luck? You never know where life's going to take you next.
2: No,
1: no, and everything happens for a reason too. I think
0: sure it does. Yeah.
2: yeah well, I well, I, I spent- could have
0: done now at carpentry skills though.
2: Well, you still use no. your carpentry skills, no? Building my own you house. And stuff.
0: No, no, I was a terrible carpenter. <laughs> I was
1: terrible. And now I wonder why Don't. Keep me on.
0: <laughs> Basically, uh, I talked that after a few years why I was a terrible carpenter. Anyway, <laughs> it, wasn't, um, it wasn't the crash, it was just a like, terrible <clears throat> job. It all makes sense now. It all makes sense. I must give him a ring.
2: <laughs> Why'd you let me go?
0: Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't the crash. Yeah. Um, um, so w- what about you Bertie what, I, what did you do
2: I would have came a couple of years after you and shared the same thing and like oh buildings are going well what do you want to do remember your man in a community school what was his name I oh, used to call him Krusty but what was his actual name do- um, Mr. what ah oh, just can't even remember his name. Mr. Oh, I remember Krusty. yeah because <laughs> yeah, <Mr. laughs> he had that the long hair like Krusty, Krusty. the Clown so uh, just can't actually mm. remember his name but sure, that's that's a good while ago now
0: I can't remember his name that's a shame isn't it yeah
2: yeah, so he was always uh, like, oh, do you know, buildings. And I was like, ah, don't want to be a carpenter. Don't want to be a, a block layer or whatever. And he says, what about the boss man, like an engineer or whatever? So I ended up in that loan then uh, yeah. for about three years. No, I didn't. I liked it. I didn't like it. It was tough. Like
1: I also wonder yes. why you
2: didn't stick at it sometimes. I was uh, just about to say, yeah. it's,
0: it's a shame to spend so long doing something yeah. and then not using those skills.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I remember lefty-loosey, righty-tighty.
0: <laughs> that's <laughs> worth your three years so
2: every you but, but isn't it true though
0: does does your brain kind of start overlapping those memories now like you probably can't remember most of your like you still have that qualification so could you walk in tomorrow and apply for one of those jobs or would you have to go for a refresher
2: uh things have changed like things were even changing when i was in third because they went from the british standard of regulations in the building to the european standard so that that was oh, just that, that was just coming in when i was in third year, like. So I uh, think things, things would change. But it's like the things that you learn as you're going on. Like, I mean, you wouldn't know now and like that things change. But uh...
1: will you forget, you have to be in a job and doing the job, I think, to be
2: to keep oh, upskilled definitely. with it, Do you yeah,
1: know what yeah. I mean? And mm. I think that's across the
2: board. Like The, the only thing is, like, people will show me, like, if people are doing houses, like, you were talking about your house <clears> and that, <throat> and then you kind of kind of kick in to a little bit of it, like, because they'll show <clears> you, like, plans of houses, and you'd be you'd be able to read them, or you'd know what that meant, and shorthand stuff and stuff on it. But uh, apart mm. from that, but I knew, like, probably halfway through the second year that it wasn't really for me, like, you know. Mm. But uh, you just kind of have to find your your groove and where you want to go. And there? I think as
1: well, it's very hard to put an old head on young shoulders.
2: Oh like, yeah. Do
1: you know what I mean? If somebody could come to me when I was seventeen and be like, "Oh my God, just cop on and like, look what you could have when you're thirty-five, if you do X, Y, and Z." Yeah. Like, it work like that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, I, I tell you now, if if I if if that's what one of the things was when I was started doing all the fitness course and stuff, like mm-hmm. I I felt like I was nearly four years behind myself because I was saying why didn't you just do this straight out of school? But as you said, yeah. you're, you're in a different space. I, that would have never even crossed my mind when I was in leaving school. No. You know? No. Um, But uh, yeah, it was a good time. Met some good people down at Lone and stuff like that. But it gave me time to realise what you wanted to do. But uh, mm. I, I, I would have worked in Clisarn for those three summers during school as well. And it mm. kind of opened my eyes to, like what you were saying about being a delivery driver, Johnny. I knew I didn't want to work on a machine for the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Driving dumpers. That's Ooh, good could, money now. Well, it was good money then, because uh, that was in yeah. that was that was before. Oh, it was very good bus, money like,
1: now,
2: Yeah, I I was in Klisar in two thousand four, five, and six. I think, and you're earning like eight or nine hundred euro a week. Like now, it was seventy six a day, so, but it was long days. But uh, there was some good. What else in would that, you be doing, like, a young lad like that? Yeah, but uh, because I was there in the summer, you always got the shit job. So like, you were doing the strimming out the front of the quarry, or you were sorting out fan belts.
0: What what was that? The one in Dumoine.
2: Uh, I or... was in The first year I was in Dumbind and I drove the forklift and the paving. So I was loading trucks and loading the, all the blocks of paving and things like that. And then the second year I was in um, Clannard and then I was in Raccoll. I was in Clemeson. But you got moved around between them because you were covering when anybody was missing like oh, yeah. you. Mm. And uh, sure, I remember going and you, every year you had to go and you watch the same VHS tape <laughs> about safety like and that, that oh, was yeah, it like yeah, yeah. I, I, I went in there and I was 18 and I was put up on a, like a 30-dun dump, dump truck uh, I had never driven it before and they're like oh have you ever drove a tractor I was going yeah the only thing is when you're reversing this the tractor and trailer will go the opposite way to the wheel but this will go the same way because it's an articulated um, mm. dumper like uh, and I was mm. driving one of them and I remember I, the first one I drove was a paddy because they had names and all the machines so I drove paddy which was um, uh, they used to call epoxy moxie because the moxie used to make but it wasn't like a Volvo BM like the fancy ones and you used to be going across bumps mm. and when you'd land down you'd just see all oh, the dust rising up from the seat like the thing was a state like you know and uh, it eventually went off fire they probably still had that no it went on fire
1: uh-huh. bad,
2: bad. <laughs> did you set it on fire? <laughs> uh, no it's like the the, the, the drive shaft overheated between like the back and the front and, and it just went on fire so I don't know what happened to it after that. <laughs> <clears throat>
0: Uh, that
2: wasn't in a VHS tape, I'd say. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Do not but try not. this at all. <laughs> no, but uh, I, I remember uh, the last day I walked out of Kilcarn was, uh, I was still in Athlone and I had a, a, a repeat exam in August. And uh, I won't say who was working there at the time, but uh, he was the head man in the one I was in. And I was saying, oh, I won't be in on Wednesday because I have a repeat exam. But it's just your job. I can't afford like such and such is missing or whatever. So yeah, but my college, like, I need to go back and do my exam or whatever. And he was like, uh, and this was Monday. He says, "No, no, you can't." He says, "If you're not gonna uh, come in on Wednesday, may as well go home now." So I said, oh, right. <laughs> Good luck." Uh, I got into the van and I left. <laughs> that was the last. Really? Time. That was the last Damn time. Right. I was but I, I, I only had, I only had two weeks left of the summer anyway. This was like two weeks left in August or whatever. So I, I was leaving anyway. Yeah. But uh, he was a bit of a dickhead. But uh, you have yeah. sure people in you. No yeah. need for that. No, no, you have some of them. Uh, and then uh, when I was finished that, I went straight from that to the NCF course in either. But the great thing about now, which is more common now, is that if you don't do a good Leaving Cert or you don't know what you want to do and you can't get into or afford even like DCU or UCD, or anything, there's loads of like courses to do and smaller yes. places to go like PLC courses and little community colleges or whatever you want mm-hmm. to call them. But to, to see at least you get a taste of what you want to do you know
1: yeah because in fairness like what how like who knows what they want to do with the rest of their lives yeah like my brother just you. finished his leave insert i'm sure like
0: oh to be leaving leave insert, doing the leave insert again and all the choices well, have, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: I, I brought him in for the maths exam and he asked me getting out of the car have i a pen
0: legend
1: he actually did a fantastic leave insert but oh so he has brains that laid he had that like laid back approach and be like, every sure it's grand, you know, whatever. But um I just think at like sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, like you don't know you don't even know who you are yet. No, you know, that kind no. of way. I just oh, think hey. you just need so those courses are great, the PLCs. And actually, when I was doing my Leaving insert, um, it was like unheard of that you took a gap year, really. Like, you know, yeah, maybe two girls in the year. Didn't didn't go straight to college or whatever, and like I actually think a gap year is a really good idea, or like a year to just go to work and what did you do for out... your gap year? Oh, I didn't take a gap year. I went to college. Oh, I thought you. Were... Oh. But, <laughs> no, but what I'm saying is, I actually think it'd be a really good idea. You take yeah, like, I you finished my year like... at 16. I was very young. Mm. I didn't get my. I got my results, and I was seven, just turned 17. So, like, you yeah. don't have a clue.
0: Well, there's one thing I regret. Yeah, definitely. From leaving school to now, is I never travelled. Yeah. I never traveled the world. Did you know I did? I nothing. I the first time I even left the country
2: was, was when, I, when I met the me major
0: <laughs> when Ignetta made me go to Lithuania, yeah. Basically, when I met my wife, that's really? the first time I kind of traveled. Yeah, I didn't take Wait. holidays when I was with two Did you just never holidays. have the
1: girl for it? Did you just never have the desire yeah. to go, or did I? Th- no, I was just I never took
0: holidays <clears> with the job. I like basically yeah. i always joked like everybody was uh, back when i was starting in super value everybody's going to call it into into australia or canada mm. so mm. i always joked like i was going mental and trim watching everybody go to australia or go to canada I had no friends left literally everybody went so mm. what i did i went through a phase of gotta go somewhere so i moved to Navin to two for two years remember that <laughs>
1: that's right i remember that so
0: i was joking like <laughs> Navin is my australia yeah and i and I treated Navan as if it was a different country. I went mental there. I I got a, I was living in a penthouse apartment up the road from the palace. Uh, I swear to God, we were. I worked. I was in the palace more than the barman. It was <laughs> me and the lads, me and another lad, we were living in Navan, and we were in the pub every single night. And but uh, your kids when i
1: went to australia there was more people in australia in Trim than there was like I, it was like it was like going down to Market street the on, stories i
0: heard yeah people were people yeah. would be like walking down the street of a business well city how are you What's about, ah, Tony, yeah.
1: how's it going? crazy like
2: yeah you can kick off there oh, but... uh, about australia if you want now that you've mentioned it
1: well sure look it was a great spot um i wouldn't have said i really wanted to go to australia it kind of work i just didn't really know what i was doing with my life and i was like oh sure everybody's going to australia and one of the girls actually um sophie you know sophie tobin so sophie would be a good friend of mine and she had gone over to Oz, and she worked with me so she's a nurse as well and we would work together in saint joseph's and she was like oh my god like the money over here is really good la 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 so i would kind of said oh sure well i just go over there and have the crack for a year like If I last, I remember saying to you, Bertie, I'd probably be home in six weeks. Like I I remember saying, I know everybody was like, I remember saying, okay, if I get there, like, and I hate it. I'll just say that something happened and I had to come home. Like, so bad. So, actually, funny story. So, when I flew over, so, you know, you fly. Now, I think you can do, like, a direct flight from London to Perth. But at the time, it was Dublin, Dubai, or Dublin, Abu Dhabi. I can't remember now. And then Abu Dhabi, Perth. And I remember getting to Dubai. It was Dubai Airport. Anybody who's been there, huge airport. And it was like, you got off the, kind of when I got off the plane, I had, like, a three-hour stopover. And I remember being like, Jesus Christ, what am I doing? Like, <laughs> on my own. No nobody. You're on your I own. Really gone... God. Well, I went on my own, yeah. no, I had friends over there, but like, I made the flight on my own. And it was yeah. a really big. It was a really, I was very nervous. And I remember getting off the plane in Dubai. And uh, I was like walking around and you had to find like, there was a train, you had to get a train to get to your gate. And then there was like, the equivalent of the whole of Dublin Airport, like of a, a runway kind of to get to your other gate and then need to get another bus to get. Anyway, it was a disaster. Eventually managed to get to the gate of the of the, you know, the next flight over to Perth. And I'm sitting on the plane and I'm like, oh, my God, like, I just can't do this. What am I at? Like, what am I at? I was like borderline in tears now. And next thing, this girl just comes up and is like, Leanne, I was like, what? <laughs> and it was Emma Dempsey. No way. <laughs> Hi Emma, if you're listening. But I remember seeing her face, and it was just because it was somebody from home, and yeah. I was like, burst into tears. I was like, Emma, what am I at? She was like, Oh my god, you'll be absolutely fine. You love. She was like, she was an
0: air hostess at the time, wasn't she?
1: She was an air hostess for Emirates at the time, and she was like, Oh my god, I'll I'll put you into first class. I was like, Oh my god, no way. Yeah. and she couldn't she couldn't get me up to first class, but she brought me down all the goodies in a bag. She was so good. Oh, she was but, on your um, plane
0: as well, was
1: she? Yeah, yeah. She was no way. on the flight. And, um so that kind of made me feel really comfortable i remember my yeah, law with that and um i got off the plane and honestly i never had a day of homesickness i loved it
0: i absolutely
1: yeah. loved where, it where did you yeah, go really first i went to perth oh, right. i went to perth
0: and perth is <coughs> what the Opposite side of Sydney, is it? Yes,
1: yeah, so Perth is um is the most isolated city in the world, actually. Because
0: yeah, because it took me a while to realize like the city, because like I because mean, Stephen Mitchell say went to Sydney and then I think someone else is in Perth. like, oh, do you ever meet up with Stephen? He's like, no, yeah, that's the sure whole world away. it's
1: like people that say, oh, I'm living in Melbourne, do you want to meet up? I'm in Brisbane. You're like, it's a four or five hour flight away, um, and yeah. and it's funny because people think oh, when you're in Australia, you all meet up with everybody. It's so expensive to fly into like from one city Mm. to another you're talking five six hundred dollars a ticket like it's big money but um now I suppose you're earning big money as well but no I was in Perth and what I loved about Perth is that the city centre itself is very small so it's like on a grid system and there's like now it's probably all different now but four like parallel streets is like the equivalent of O'Connell Street, Henry Street, whatever you know what I mean so I think I went in one day to meet Sophie and by the end of the day I had kind of nearly mastered the inner city centre um, oh. yeah. and oh my god the heat like it was, sure, it was just sad it was just it was amazing mm. and the nightlife was brilliant and everybody you know I suppose after the recession as well everybody in Australia was in great form because they had money mm. you know what I mean so it was never like you know at home and it'd be oh gosh it's just doom and gloom and the whole lot, that was all gone it was great
2: and do you um, think uh, <laughs> Perth was a better city to go to start in than if you were in one of the bigger cities like
1: Well, I suppose for me, like as somebody who I don't particularly like Dublin City, like I live in Cork and I prefer Cork City to Dublin City because it's smaller. So Mm. Perth is lovely. I think if I was to have stayed in Australia, I I would have had a family in Perth. Perth's a lovely place to have have a family.
2: Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments.
1: Family, um, oh, and okay. you know, it's there's it's kind of like you could live 20 minutes outside of Perth City and be country, but still be so close to the city.
2: Do you know what I mean? And uh, how, uh, long, so how worked, long were you there in Perth? Uh, two and a half years, two and a half years. But you had to go away from there to work.
1: I did, I worked, I worked, so I did a load of jobs when I got there. When I did loads of different jobs for the first 12 months, I didn't nurse at all, and I'm really happy I did that because oh, Usher, like. I suppose I'll be nursing now for the rest of my life, so it's it's nice that I had that break, year that yeah. I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> so the first job I got, Jesus, what was the first job? I worked in a pub over there called the um, what was the name of the pub? The car the Isle. and it was um, it was an Irish bar, but there was two parts to the bar. So one was like an Aussie bar, and one was an Irish bar. And like she know from the pub, like I worked at the pub for years, so when I was <laughs> in and got the job, I was like, perfect. Run a pub, but my eyes closed. It's so different, like. I'm because oh everything's, so everything's
2: like, on the wrong side, like, because it's backwards. It's all upside no, right down. No, no, no. no, I knew no. no. <laughs> oh, that's
1: fine. Oh, that's fine. But, like, the, how can I explain this? So, like, the Aussies, they'd be up at the bar. And, you know, the way, like, you know, the way I think of the judge years ago or McCorm's years ago, and you have, like, the couple of owl lads that like their pints and they watch the race and then they tip away home then after their five or six pints. So it's the same out in Australia. But when um, a customer wants another pint, they like, Turn the glass on the side. I, th- I think I can remember that right properly. They turn the glass on the side. So like, I remember going in and seeing all these glasses on the side, and I picked them up and put them into the dishwasher. I was like, <laughs> they're gone. Like, Brilliant. um, you know, it was just different. It was really different. And, um, I wouldn't have said I really liked it over there, to be honest. Now, the Aussie part of the bar that I worked in, I didn't like. But when I got into the Irish part of the bar, I think the following weekend. So they don't give you the job on the spot. They bring you in for a trial. Yeah. And if you're any good, then they'll bring you back. It's a bit like the carpentry, like, oh, I work for you this week, but I've nothing for you next week, kind of thing. Yeah. So um the following week I got brought back into the Irish part of the bar, and sure like it was like being at home. It was lovely. But um so I did that for a little while and then I had to do the regional work. You know, the way you have to do um if you want your second so I went in a working holiday visa. So if you wanted a second year visa you have to go and do regional works like farm work. You'd hear of people going picking strawberries and doing all that. But kind is of thing. that only
2: if you wanted to go f- stay a second year? Like- only if you if- want to stay for second oh, yeah. year. Yeah.
1: Now there's other avenues that sure. We'd be here all day. Like you can go and get sponsored straight away. But you're like, I didn't think I was even going to stay the year. So, um, I got on to Neve Quinn because Neve was working um in. Uh, a, a hay plant is effectively what it was and she was like oh have you any um, she was like oh the farmer is going to ring you I'll get you in she said and the money was good like it was nine, $900 a week I think now it was Monday oh. to Friday 8 to 8 oh. or no 6 to 6 um, and it was like 3 hours outside of Perth City so like out back now like dirt, red dirt on the roads kangaroos wild like it was mental but um, Neve was like you know the farmer is going to ring you and you just have to let on that you grow up on a farm and I was going like, oh, you no know, bother. So <laughs> like and like hilarious, like the most farm I ever would have seen would have been Bertie's house. <laughs> like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like boards mill bliver. Like that that would have been that would have been the sticks in my like back then. So um our, the farmer rang me and I remember he was like, So what kind of what kind of farm have you got at home? And I was like, Oh, you know, cows <laughs> C- cows and stuff. And so I think he knew right well, but anyway, gave me the job. Bake it till you make so, it. <laughs> Absolutely. And I didn't even know what my job was gonna be up there. So when I got up there and um, they were like, Yeah, you're gonna be working in the bagging shed. And I was like, Okay. And like I had my fake tan on, my gel nails <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> I say they saw me coming and were like, This Egypt." But anyway, um it was actually lads, I'm not joking yet. It's the hardest job I ever worked in my life. Honest to God. It was hard I was labor. never so fit. I was never so fit like it, and, you, it was and you say bagging what what are you bagging what, what are you doing so basically it's bag and feed for cattle so oh, yeah. it was like a conveyor belt and you had like effectively you know the big coal bags the big white 40 kg yeah. coal bags so you got one of them you lifted it up into this hopper thing press the lever they'd like let the pellets fall into the bag then you'd bring it along a conveyor belt and like go through a sewing machine to oh, sew the uh, bag
2: stitch it oh yeah
1: and then you'd have to lift it onto like a conveyor belt up onto pallets and you'd have to stack the pallets 60 high. And they wanted 60 pallets a day. Like, Jeez, I mean, you'd have shoulders like Popeye be dead. Yeah. So I earned every penny in there, but um, it was great crack, like the heat up there. But we had some crack with like the local Aussies and um, I'm sure I met Alan up there. So I very lucky. And well, then all worth it. Um, all yeah. worth it. Just so, uh, who who who's Alan? Just worth. Alan is, um, the, I suppose he's still my fiancé because COVID screwed the wedding. <laughs> so oh, we yes. skipped the wedding and had the baby she, in The space. apple of your eye. <laughs> oh, <right.
0: laughs>
1: the apple of my eye. Skip so, step um, two and three. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, up there for, I think we had to do three months, but then it was coming to Christmas. So I think I ended up doing four and a half months up there just to get a bit of money together. And then we came home back to the city, and she then like when you got back to the city, she thought this was great because like you've been living derelict for a couple of months, so all the money I had saved I blew in about two weekends in the casino in Perth, and I got a job then up on the mines. So I went to the mine. Heard
0: that's big money. Now.
1: <coughs> Come here till I tell you. I heard some stories about real money.
2: Yeah. But you obviously weren't yeah. driving a machine though
1: There's, but you're, I was cleaning bedrooms and I was making yeah, three grand a yeah. week three How grand a week, oh, three Jesus Jesus week.
2: Christ. what are we doing here Berkey
1: <laughs> when I think about it but you know something that too was actually an equally very difficult job like, I do you know the way, like, oh, I'd cry into me 50 euro pound,
0: 50 pound notes. Yeah, I
1: remember yeah. before I went to Australia and in the pub, I was working at the pub, and people would be like, oh, such and such, a want to set in the mines and fucking great life that they have, and the whole lot. And I'm like, it's actually a really hard life that they have because you go up there with the mindset of, I'm going to stick this out until I get X amount of money. And I didn't do that. I was like, I'll go up there now for as long as I can stick it. So I did, I think I did four or five months.
2: And was it and, the isolation, boredom,
1: the job, the long oh hours? God. I'll, I'll do so so the isolate I found it very isolating because like obviously there was only there was three girls on the whole site and we were cleaners well one of the girls was in the kitchen but I was a cleaner and so because of the heat up there I was in the Pilbara so it would get up to like 56 57 degrees so we started work at like half four in the morning because like it would be you could have maybe 50 60
2: bedrooms to clean and it is all like uh, like like porter cabin bedrooms for the work. cabins, yeah.
1: Yeah. But like they would I remember being like, Oh, well, cleaning bedrooms are hard gonna be. And like I'm not joking you they had this like um take five, you know, the safety steps, the five steps. Yeah. And they'd have like auditors coming around making sure you made the beds properly and all oh, was insane. And then like you wouldn't get called back in the next swing if your bedrooms weren't like passing all the all the whatever they had to pass or whatever. But um yeah, I did a couple of things up there. Money was very good. Um, oh my god, the longest two weeks of my life every time. Like, you know, you 12 hour days and like 12 hour days in that heat. You'd be finished in the evening, you'd get a shower, you'd literally get out of the shower and you'd want another shower. Um, get something to eat, and you'd be so tired, you'd be in bed at six o'clock. Like, so it was literally like go up, put the head down, do the 14 days and then come home. And so I'd come home then to Perth for the week off but you're like, it will take you four days to recover after because it's 14 yeah. days, like no day off. Yeah. So 14 days of 12 hours, you Jesus. know, and like I'd be used to 12 hours and nights and everything at home, but. Yeah, no, was, I did like, hear marvelous.
0: about the, the, the long, long hours. You wouldn't even get to spend the money yeah. you that you're having no matter if you want.
1: You wouldn't even get to, like there's lads over there, like it was actually very funny that, um my port cabin where I slept outside it, there was um, an aboriginal fella called Charlie He was lovely, actually, and you'd meet. That's the one thing about Australia that was lovely. You'd meet the most amazing people. Like, when did you ever think you'd be in the Pilbara having a pint with, like, an Aboriginal man who, like, said off the land for years and, like, had all these amazing stories. But there was a guy, I can't remember his name. I think it was Craig or something, but man, like, in his late 50s. And he was saying, you know, the mines is great, but, like, the Aussies get so addicted to it. Like, he was up there 30 odd years, three failed marriages, kids he doesn't see. Houses all over Perth and is never home to to be in them, so he's loads of money. But Mad. like, you know, I just not I remember, his life. I remember yeah. thinking you couldn't do it long term. It's very very hard on couples now. And he was that, doing
2: you know, it thirty maybe, thirty years, like thirty
1: odd years. That, yeah, that is yeah. tough
2: going doing that. Like, yeah, it is. Yeah,
1: and it's hard at work, you know. And it's so hot. Oh my god, it's so hot. And you're in like long sleeved, like shirts, yeah. long sleeve pants, steel toe cap boots, and like those Aussie so be so clubs, used to like, that heat, like. Yeah, and she come here like I burn in eighteen degrees heat and fucking at the trim haymaking festival. Do you know what I mean? Like it's just so. um, I did that then, and then when I came back, then I got sensible and I got a nursing job, and I worked there then
2: until I came home. So yeah. And what's the difference between the nursing jobs there and the nursing jobs here? Just for Jesus, sure. Where where do you start? (laughs) Where else? do world. the Aussies
0: have like the same organs and same blood and all that kind of stuff or are they different <laughs> would you believe it different...
1: surprisingly it's the same John it's the same yeah. kind of stuff inside <laughs> yeah, same blood right. yeah same anatomy and everything yeah. it's mad um,
0: that's that's good isn't it yeah the,
1: uh, the was there thing... was there
2: ever a point though that you thought like uh when you got the nursing job there that you'd stay like up until about two weeks before we booked your flights from home I was never coming home like
1: I loved it And I remember the day that me and Alan were driving to the airport. We both said we were in the back of a a taxi, and we were both like, "What in the name of God are we doing coming home? Why are we coming home?" I suppose the previous Christmas, Ma'am and Sean came out to me on a holiday, and we gave them like like for Christmas. And Sean, we still had um, Santy and stuff, and we had a lovely Christmas that year. And they, so I had been home once in the time, and. I found it easier to leave my family than for my family to leave me. Mm. So when they went to the airport in Perth and left where I was living, I was like, oh my God, like this is very hard. Yeah. So, and then I suppose we were thinking about like family of our own and I just, uh, yeah. yeah. Now I'm living in Cork, so I might as well be in Australia because I don't get home as much. Yeah, we as don't I get I to see you.
0: I think I've seen you more when
2: you're in Australia. I know
1: you probably <laughs> did. But um, at the same time, I just...
2: But like I, if it's I, it's like, like, like that now if, and if it's me to if things happen and like, obviously you've the little lad now, I mean, if that was in Australia, your man wouldn't have seen him yet probably.
1: This is it. Like, you know, look, there's, there's, there's pros and cons to both. Like I can understand why people never come home from Australia. It's a fantastic quality of life. And like from a nursing point of view, nursing is, you know, you don't enter nursing for good money. Like, but I wouldn't say the nursing money in Australia is amazing. I'd say it's very fair for the work that nurses do. um, and i think that they're they're well respected whereas i feel like in ireland you know yes we're very well respected as a profession amongst like the irish people but like our government don't recognize it and you know we're not paid paid i don't think fairly so so you know there's lots of benefits to 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 australian life and it's just a pity it's so far Mm. i often say i'd go back like i would never rule out not going back i loved it but um yeah I suppose we were it just it, it everything works out for a reason we
2: ended up going home and you you ended up doing a masters then to what you're doing So out. I did a
1: postgraduate first So I did a postgraduate in children's nursing so remember I was saying I did disability nursing first Yeah So when I was in Australia I worked predominantly with children and I just absolutely loved it and I remember coming home thinking oh my god like this is I'd never felt like that in any job that I'd had in Ireland so I went and applied for paediatric nursing in Crumlin and I did a higher diploma up there. So I went to Crumlin for the year, did that. And um, I'm now working with babies in an acute hospital. So I
2: work in Cork University Hospital. And I love it. Doesn't,
1: yeah, doesn't, it does, tough.
2: doesn't that go to show you, though, that uh, like you were saying, like, and we're probably all of the same thing that we didn't particularly like school and didn't really have any Look at how long it took me school. to get to
1: where I wanted to be. Absolutely, Yeah. yeah
2: so there's Goal lots, of... but it
1: just goes to show you that there's a back door into everything
2: well that's it and it would this have okay. been been the end game for you all along where you are or did that change as you moved along like it changed i think yeah it changed an awful lot like
1: i i wouldn't have ruled out leaving nursing a couple of years ago like i, w- I was miserable in it but um i love my job now now it comes with its challenges like it's a tough out of gig i'm on maternity leave at the moment and I'm very lucky because I, I worked in the first um, lockdown, but I've been off for this wave, thank God. But um, yeah, look, come here, is there such a thing as a perfect job? I suppose I'm very lucky that like I look after cute little babies and their lovely families. Like I'm very privileged in the job that I'm in, but equally, the nights, the long days, I'm already worried about having to work Christmas Day next year when he'll only be one. You know, getting into- like if I was in a Monday to Friday job, it wouldn't it wouldn't impact me as much, yeah. you know? But
0: getting into the nursing, Leanne, like, did you kind of get into nursing... Because you felt like you wanted to help people or was it the community that you liked and the money, not the money, but the community (laughs) and that job and that way of life or did you like? Um, I want to save people. I want to save lives, like all this kind of stuff. Or no, you, the, what No, the made
1: the, you the, it? the actual the acute sickness and stuff that I I yeah. actually not that I love people being sick, but like I love being in in the height of all of that. Yeah, that came much later. It would have been um, to be honest with you, I think, and I've and me and Mum have actually spoken about this loads because she's nursing as well, and before Mum was nursing, she had the pub, and I do think the pub trade like geared me for wanting to be in the midst of working Mm. with people and you know there's a lot of similarities believe it or not between publicans and nurses because you know when you're behind your bar you're meeting people sometimes at a very vulnerable time in their lives and you're hearing their stories and nursing is very like that as well you're meeting people when they're very vulnerable and they're low and they need a bit of support and i suppose i'd like to think that i'm a good listener and yeah and i love the crack i will tell you something if you have one nurse friend you have a friend for life nurses are they make the best friends you know and yeah, they, they guess, a there's, breed, a, there's a humor the there's a humor that no other people get yeah yeah the um, di-
0: no, same like firemen as well like these are a different breed that you can deal different with breed. really horrific scenarios yeah no problem you'll deal with them and you can well, make any situation calmer
1: i wouldn't say no problem but you you deal with it and then you have to be able to Afterwards. laugh like my job can be very yeah. sad you know yeah. so you have to be able to a woman actually at one of my lectures I remember told me years ago that when you've had a bad day at work in the hospital be it with children or adults or whatever and you get into the car on the way home and like I've often gotten into the car and cried after a long day over something really sad that's happened or whatever and she said you need to pick a point in the road where you stop and you just go back to normal life because it's very easy in my job to take all of other people's problems and worries home to your own door yeah. and i've gotten better at managing that as i've got so just like
2: older. you know pa- parking parking different issues and stuff just to make sure you're not bringing it home that must be very hard though. Well,
1: yeah because you see if you have to get up then the next day and go back and face it all again you know but um i have to say like would i recommend nursing to to younger people now like it's it's a tough job like you know i i would recommend it in the sense that i get great things out of it like i get Um, I'm very proud to say that I'm a nurse. Um, There's a respect, I think, that comes with the nursing profession. And it's it's nice to have that. Yeah. Um, And the friends and the camaraderie and all of that. But from a financial point of view or like from you know it's 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 a tough l gig and they they you know the nurses there's nurses that work an awful lot harder than me and icus and all those other places but it's um the only yes. good thing it is, it is it anywhere around the world it is you can go anywhere with it
0: it is crazy that you guys have to fight for payment or fight, fight yeah. for fair wage because when you think of a nurse like you think you just think ultimate respect first off mm-hmm. it's like well that i was a tough job work-
1: Any healthcare worker, I tell you, when I worked in St. Joseph's, right, I I was a multitask attendant, so you'd go in on a Saturday and you could be in the kitchen making the porridge, you could Mm. be collecting the delt, you could be caring, as in like helping the nurse, or you could be mopping the floors, and like... Each one of like all the jobs in healthcare, whether you're the porter, the receptionist, the cleaner, the the kitchen staff, they're all they should all be so respected. It's not just the nurses, mm. and that annoys a lot of nurses. Good point. Actually, Good point. It's a full mm. it's a full team like the paramedics, the doctors, some of the junior doctors. They get absolutely. They get very poor pay. Some of the care assistants, the work they have to do, the cleaners and, and the job, especially with COVID and all the infection control. Like, yeah. you know, it's a total game. Going in there every so day. I just think it's a pity that it's not seen and, you know, you know, I just think the government coming out and clapping for you, like, well, the clapping was lovely. I think people are sick of that now, you know. And, yeah, well, they're yeah.
2: talking about just uh, a bank holiday, but you're, as someone pointed out, that nurses usually work at bank holiday anyway. Yeah, well, yeah, absolutely. Well, I, yeah, I'm just laughing nice because the
1: storm is tomorrow, you know, and a friend of mine is, is working. And she got a text to say, come in at six to let the night staff go home safely. She, like anywhere else is saying, Tess, go have it advertised there, give her staff the day off tomorrow because of the storm. Like, you just <laughs> yeah, wouldn't yeah. write it, you know. Yeah. But um, but look, it, it, there's no such thing as the perfect profession. But, uh, but I do, you do think love it, and is, I I couldn't see myself doing anything else really.
2: Do you think how hard it is at the start puts a lot of people off though? Because it is a hard slog when you're a student. Or... Come here,
1: sure. La- do you know my brother? I have seen that he started his apprenticeship now, and he's on pittance, like like minimum, less than minimum wage, I'd say. But like I worked first, second, third year, not one euro. They get no money. The student oh, wow. nurses don't get paid until their fourth year. And when they go into their fourth year, they get like, if they get 250 quid a week. And like, they work the same. They take on the same caseload as the staff nurse because the HSC is so understaffed. So that's like really wrong. It's really, really wrong,
2: I think, that you're expecting people to come in. Like in the
1: middle of COVID, they were expecting students to go in that don't get paid put their lives at risk and their families at risk for no money. Like, it's But ridiculous. does that
2: make it right. like harder for them to like learn on the job then? Because obviously they probably have to have a job outside of that in order to be able to. Oh live yeah, this well. is it.
1: Like, so a lot of the girls, no more than me, like Shri Hits and Josephs, I would have been lost without it, you know? um, But... Look, I think, I suppose, the only thing now that I find a bit, well, in my job anyway, that we'd have a lot of students coming on that would have done a really good leaving cert, like I'm talking five, 550, huge points. The points for nursing are actually very, very high at the moment. Like when I did nursing, geez, I think the points for my course were like 260 points. They weren't big at all. And um, hmm. now I think nursing in DCU is like 540,
2: huge but, points. But couldn't there be like fantastic nurses that, uh, or could be, would be fantastic nurses, but not great in school? But this is my point,
1: because I actually had a student a couple of years ago and she was actually a very nice girl, but Jesus, she wasn't made for nursing at all. And, you know, she had gotten whatever, 490 or 500 point, huge points in her leading search. And like she knew all the lingo. So she could come to me and tell me, well, these bloods now are a bit off or such and such a thing is going on, but like wouldn't be able to go in to the patient and ask them "Do they want to cup to the as or like, yeah. wouldn't be, yeah. wouldn't wouldn't have the cop to go in and open a window and strip a bed? Do you know what I mean? And like,
2: yeah. Yeah. I just
1: think that nursing is an awful lot more than giving out meds, and you know, you have to be able to. I think sometimes you have to be able to put yourself in the shoes of the vulnerable person because we have we all have loved ones, and like, if any of them were sick. What mm. would you, you know what I mean? Sure, I'm. I'm a nurse, and like if any, and I'm a baby nurse. And Jesus, if my little fella was sick, sure I wouldn't be able to cope at all. You know.
2: Yeah, that's a tough job you're in. It's, baby, so, it's babies, babies. Yeah, like... yeah. I think uh, you're kind but, of uh, putting, uh, putting the two of us to shame a little bit, but uh, yeah. You, <laughs> yeah, your job to be honest. Like <laughs> I, 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 I was in. I, people. I went
0: into my job the other day, and like there was a load of leaves <laughs> that blew in in through the front door <laughs> when the wind blew in. I had to pick all I, those leaves up. I
1: was like ten minutes closure. Yeah. Open disclosure. I, I'm on maternity leave, so I'm not that great. I'm sitting at home, very cozy.
2: I think. it's actually full disclosure, not uh, open disclosure. But, yeah, well, but uh, in
0: between, <laughs> going back on like jobs and stuff like that, did you get to have some hobbies in between. Yeah. Me. Thank you. Oh uh, um, uh, uh, three of us, I suppose. Yeah. Like obviously, we were we grew up working hard, but yeah, we have hobbies on the side. I played
1: basketball in school. I loved it. Yeah. But I never kept reaction. it up when I got to college because the the hours for nursing were didn't like comply. But I've recently, well, pre COVID, um a couple of the girls that I work with on the ward, we start, we went to there's like a women's basketball training night Tuesday oh, and I, night nights in the city.
2: Like and we started design. it
1: pre COVID. And lads, it's so funny, like the first night we went, it was like me and three of the girls were all in our 30s. And we were like, yeah, we were really good, like a basketball in school. And I was like, oh, yeah, like I was on the bus, like up to Carpon Cross and everything for games. Like I was brilliant. <laughs> and we rock up anyway with the sweaty, sweaty pants on us, rare to go. And these women are like nearly like some of them are in their 60s. The three of us needed like a two liter bottle of water and an inhaler after 10 minutes. And, <laughs> and the older ladies were absolutely bombing it around the court. I'm just... I suppose life gets busy and I didn't prioritise keeping it up, but I should have, you know, mm. and hopefully when lockdowns and all that ease, I'll, I'll go back to a bit of indoor basketball again on Tuesday night. Yeah,
2: yeah. But what that, about you? That's something that the lockdown has probably shown a lot of people too, that you need that mm. kind of thing. That's not just all well, work like yeah. Absolutely, well, One yeah. thing
0: that Bertie was really good at when he was growing up was sports. And you mm. were obviously on football teams, Bertie. That's one thing I didn't do. I was never on a football team, or never. You were a... never
1: sporty. Where were you sporty? I was then? never
0: sporty. No, I joined the Reserve Defence Forces when I was sixteen.
1: That's right. I remember so that. That chance. kind of
0: kept me going. Because
1: like
0: mm. when you guys were going out doing sports, Bertie, I was like up in the Wicklow Mountains in a tent with like a rubbing two sticks together. Yeah, <laughs> like it was, I, I I've seen I seen you. couple of my times. hobby.
2: I seen a couple of times playing five say, so side, John. Yeah, you wouldn't have had the skill for it anyway. John, <laughs> was why didn't you go, go into the army?
0: Uh, I did think, you think it was. I know, uh, I no, I didn't like it. I, I I liked the reserve defense forces, but I liked being able to go home and go on to a normal life. So, it's like, more a hobby, well, like
2: the hobby. The reserve thing. Force. <laughs> I,
0: if any young lad now is listening, honestly, join it, join it because it turns you into like a, a different chap in terms of go through. You go through stuff like it. We used to go down, we did the four peaks, we used to climb mountains uh, with mm. weapons, and we, we, we did training on our weapons. But there was weekends where you'd head off and you'd do a helicopter course. So let's say we'd go up to Valdonnell, we'd get into a helicopter, fly down to Kerry, uh, do a a, a night orientation up into the mountain on a Saturday night with maps and compass. And then you get picked up at around 6am the next morning by helicopter and then you fly to Dublin that morning. And there was mornings, there was times where... Sunday night, I go home at nine o'clock, and then at half four, is in soup when you're packing bananas. Go back up the game, yeah. And there was lads saying, yeah, the- oh, man, I was in the angles the other night. I was, I was pissed, Jack yeah, had a great night. What did you do the weekend? And they'd be like, uh, yeah, I went to Kerry, uh, went on a helicopter mission up to the Kerry to the ground. Yeah. I almost didn't want to say, because it was just too much to explain. Mm-hmm. So that it was really enjoyable doing that as a hobby on the side. Mm-hmm. That's So I didn't really do games and um, sports and stuff like that where i wish i, did. Yeah. So I was never a very sporty person but everybody finds,
2: everybody finds everybody finds their own little uh niche thing to do but it's, as you said it's important to have something at least anyway
0: you need something yeah.
2: i so do sorry you can take up new things do you know well me, yeah, me and johnny it's less enthusiastic though me and johnny tried yes. a lot of things <laughs> I
0: never really yeah. took. Tried and failed. Lots I,
1: know,
2: I know, God loves the I know. That's why I took
0: up gin. I'm actually an alcoholic and I blog about gin just to my <laughs> alcoholism.
1: Come here, I know we. this can't turn into like a gin podcast because we did the gin one, or you did the gin one already, but John, the gin, I just, I've tasted it so many times. I've tried what are you mouth. drinking
0: cork gin though? You're probably...
2: No, no, I'm not You're that having bad. it wrong.
1: You know the Bombay, the, the Hendrix, they just don't taste nice. They taste like disparate.
2: Oh, my it's God. Like, oh, you went straight salt, in there. Salt, salt. Oh, and my battery's dying in a laptop. What's go- oh, what's going on
0: It's
2: the here?
1: podcast it's over? Going going to exit the podcast. Exit, exit. Um, We're just going to I, throw I, Tony I, out
2: at the Zoom meeting here now.
1: So basically, that's John's cue to, like, send you're, me down drinking, a really nice bottle of gin.
0: You're drinking it wrong, Leanne. You're drinking it wrong. Okay. All right? Okay. I'm going to come okay. down to Cork and make you a gin. Kind of you're
1: very welcome. You're very welcome. Yeah. Bring the gin.
0: But um, do you like vodka?
1: <laughs> no, not really. No, to be honest, I'm yeah. a bottle of see, beer. You don't like vodka like then.
0: Beer. The, see, the, the gin, si- gin is technically vodka, see. The 16 year old told you gin.
1: The pink gin is all right, but that's oh. because I can't taste the gin in it. If yeah, that's not I
0: really think... gin, yeah, I know. it's not gin like.
1: I know when you said that in the podcast, I was like, oh God.
0: <laughs> yeah, see, it's full of sugar. So you like sugary drinks, bitch.
1: Love the sugary drinks,
0: yeah. Yeah. God I can't be the days of wicked and Smirnoff of ice and dirty and and breezers. And and oh, fat Jesus can't bake them. Oh,
2: Lord Jesus can't bake them. Days, uh fat frogs and going out that's it that's another podcast altogether i think oh god yeah like,
0: drinks of the drinks of the past
2: um yeah, yeah well maybe that could my body is your episode i think uh we uh kind of went off topic there just a little bit but um as the nature yeah. is of the podcast for waffling but uh i think we might have to get tully back on again because we haven't really right. touched on all i think o- we've o- only touched i, I think you we've know? heard enough <laughs> yeah I, I I don't know. We've just scratched the surface
0: there, John, I think Yeah, I think there's just a surface scratch. Yeah.
2: No, yeah, I like come the, in high, I, I I may start charging
1: you now, lads. It's like I'm we just busy. seen the
0: trailer for for the movie.
1: You've see my there. setup here. I have baby manager one side of me, and uh, I'm just praying to God baby doesn't wake. But um, no, is the baby's in bed. is in bed, well behaved. Stuff.
0: So my two well are behaved. still downstairs. I hear them actually banging walls uh, as we speak. I don't know if you can hear it. And i mic like,
1: uh, that's fab
2: and um, so what's your next podcast going to be um well uh, uh, uh we're gonna have another guest around episode 10 and that's like nights out and stuff like that and then maybe if we have another subject in around maybe episode 12 or 13 maybe you'd like to hop on there maybe yeah. over christmas yeah. we might catch you for episode and eight maybe- or nine maybe-
1: Oh gosh. Okay. Well, see how this goes. The podcast is totally flop now. After
0: my <laughs> <appearance> on we <tonight. laughs> so have
1: like three followers. Every
0: <laughs> every nurse in Ireland is going to be listening to you.
1: Oh god, that's please got Well, if, if 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 they are, they're amazing, and they need well, to be paid better. Well,
2: well, in fairness, we probably should have went fully with the with the the nurse podcast rather than the jobs podcast, because I think that that's yeah, that could have been a whole Maybe.
0: podcast actually dedicated to nurses, yeah.
2: Yeah, and really the healthcare yeah.
0: staff dedicated the healthcare staff. Yeah, especially for
2: everybody yeah. who's who's thinking about going that direction too, just to see what what paths there yeah. to go and stuff like that. Like you know, mm. yeah, career, yeah. Guidance What's your career guidance, I know. Yeah. Maybe that's what I should have done—a career guidance
1: counselor.
0: I
2: think it would have been good yeah. for that. Oh yeah, yeah, maybe yeah, That'd be good. Um, mm. I just just to round it off, there, John. Where did have you ended up working? Like, what are you doing now? You're a managing managing director, CEO. I'm still in
0: I'm still in retail. Um. I'll never leave retail. I think that's what's in my blood now, retail stuff. So managing a shop at the minute. Uh, we do outdoor furniture and stuff. So uh we, we had quite a busy year actually. Everybody was stuck yeah. at home in their gardens. Out so in their
1: gardens. I, I sold garden stuff.
0: So it kept me busy. Oh. We had a really busy year. What about you, Bert? What what do you what did you end up doing after your civil engineers? Well,
2: well, well. I suppose currently on the new venture, and that's probably going to be one of the episodes on the podcast is about the sheep. I guess. Yeah, <laughs> I'm
0: dying to talk about sheep. Bertie, you've so much stuff about you. sheep that you don't you don't find it funny. I find it
2: hilarious. <laughs> so maybe was, it, was maybe it, I, I,
0: I went I went in um, to Bertie's um, drive out there once, and there was a sheep on a, 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 a ram. Was it a Rambert? Oh, that's Gandalf, yeah, yeah, Gandalf. Gandalf was, a, Gandalf yeah. was in the field. Oh, and I said, God. what's Gandalf doing there? And Bertie just just normally said that he's in there to ride the rest of the sheep. So <laughs> I found it quite interesting. It's like, there's one guy going in there to ride all them 19 sheep. And Bertie's like, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: He'd be wrecked. Uh, we're going to <laughs> we're
0: gonna have to talk about that in the podcast.
2: <laughs> that'll, that, that'll be another one. But I, I think uh, it's definitely the way forward. Once the Zoom actually works and um, the audio yeah, yeah. comes across good, because yeah. I th- we, we had a slight little uh, microphone malfunction last week with... Uh, with john's microphone i think yeah, yeah. what wasn't the best just corner? turned their volume Leave up to like 100 You're going to have yeah. Them. oh yeah yeah well we're not exactly running a professional uh studio either so we're, we're going all right we're getting we're getting nice feedback and uh there's a good few people hey. still messaging us about different episodes and stuff like that so
1: good. yeah
2: and good. as john, john said at the start then as well that um we get to hang out then obviously as well That's yeah, nice. It. Nice. it's nice like, right. and, and podcast
1: then we get... become a thing like yeah, I prefer listening it. to a podcast on a walk now than I do listening to music. Yeah, you
0: know, I listen to oh, yeah. podcasts and I like podcasts that you learn something on.
2: Yeah, you know. Let's mm. let's not advertise any other podcast because this is the only no, podcast all you the rest listening to. Them are crap! crap. I like learned crap. a lot
0: on the J John Bernard podcast. I learned a yeah, lot.
2: Absolutely, yeah, okay. the waffleery, brilliant. Yeah. Oh, excellent! Well, I was just going to sign off there actually because uh, we are up to the hour. So, um, oh, perfect. Um, That's
1: so, bad, Thanks for having me, Leon, It was great
2: yeah, to have yeah, you. Can, yeah, it's great,
0: great even to meet up again because this is a good excuse. I the know, podcast is yeah, great, exactly. a great excuse to meet up.
1: When's the last time three of us were in a room drinking tea and eating biscuits together? Well, that it was, was ago. Ago. back when
0: you were in Knightsbrook, I think.
1: Yeah, that was I the know. beach house.
2: Yeah,
0: so
1: yeah. Yeah. the beach house. God be with the days, Bertie. Huh?
0: Yeah. But uh, me and, uh, me and are always saying we must get down to you someday.
1: I know, and you're welcome anytime. Absolutely. Thanks Hopefully now in the
2: yeah in the summertime and things. I'm two visits up on you, Jenny.
1: In, in fairness, yeah. Bertie's doing great. I get a text like from Bertie, are you home in an hour? I'm like, I'm living in Cork.
2: <laughs> and Bertie
1: just rocks to the door and he always brings a pie, which is funny yeah. because anytime I go out with Bertie, I get drunk and he's the pioneer. And he's also big into fitness and yet he always feeds me cake. So it's like
2: oh, yeah. a very. You should, uh, you should never arrive to anybody's house empty handed, Leanne. You should That's that. true.
1: That is very true. Yeah. But um, anyway, guys, lovely to see.
2: Yep. We, let, see we, we may as well all stay here just while I sign off. So you have been listening to John Bernard Waffle Hour on Waffle Wences with our guest. Thanks all. Uh, Le- Leanne Tully. So J-Dog, sign Hi. off. Leanne, sign off. See you guys. Bye. See you next Good week. Good
0: night. Bye-bye. Um, goodbye. Planning for your next trip?